I'm Brenda Caldwell, a.k.a. Dr. B. Welcome to the Hope Zone, moving you from a place of hopelessness and brokenness to a place of healing and wholeness, a place where hope is alive to bring you more peace, more joy, more freedom, and more understanding of your God-given purpose. Let's enter the Hope Zone. Hi, and welcome to another edition of The Hope Zone with me, Brenda Caldwell, a.k.a. Dr. B. I'm so excited about you joining me for this three-part series, starting here with episode number 23. Can you believe it? We're already at episode 23, and I could not be more excited about our talk today. And we are going to be doing this three-part series, which is on forgiveness. It's all about that F word over the next three weeks. And that is that powerful word, forgive. We're going to break it down, help you understand. And so the question that I'm asking uh, you right now is, have you been hurt by someone? Have you been hurt by someone? And you don't know how to forgive, don't know how to let it go, haven't been able to shake it. You're in the right place today to get a right now timely word because we're talking today about the struggle to forgive. The struggle to forgive. I'm actually officially putting on my clinical therapist hat uh, today. I love this work. I love being able to come alongside people and just help them get free from the bondage, uh, from the pain, uh, from uh, what does to them, what what happens to us when we are uh, bound with unforgiveness. But so, but if that's where you are, if that's where you're starting. You're in the right place at the right time at the for, for the right reason with the right vessel. I'm excited about us taking this journey. If you are a first time listener to the Hope Zone with me, Brenda Caldwell, aka Doctor B, I just love to come alongside and bring hope for every situation. That is what the Hope Zone is all about: giving you hope for every situation. So, as we get started on today, again, the question is. Have you been hurt by someone? Have you had a hard time letting go of the past? Are you still dealing with issues from a relationship that left you in pain, left you uh, just, you know, wounded, have left you very angry, have left you bitter, have left you with resentment, have left you carrying a grudge? Listen, I want to share this with you. I want you to be very real with yourself. Uh, my model for counseling for the past 18 years as a clinical therapist, as I come alongside uh, people to help them get free, is simple. And that is God can't heal until you get real. When you get real, God can heal. I'm just willing to be a vessel. That's all I am. I'm a vessel. I'm a vessel of hope and a vessel of healing in the earth. And so asking you, are you dealing with bitterness? Are you dealing with anger? Are you dealing right now in your life with resentment? Are you dealing with a grudge that you're holding against someone? It could be any relationship. And you know, I could spend an hour just laying out the various kinds of relationships, but you know what? You already know. You already know. And you're not just listening uh, today to the Hope Zone. This is an appointment that God has set up for you. This, this, you, you, you were, you were absolutely supposed to uh, click that button today and tune in because 
God knows what's going on in your heart. He knows our heart better than anyone. And I love to show props and I want to show you a, 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 a I want to show you this heart here. I want you to just take a look. This right here is a replica of a human heart. And, and you know, if you're listening to me, you can't see the heart, but I have a replica in my uh, hand of a human heart. And, uh, it, and, and this human heart that I'm looking at right now is uh, it's dirty. Uh, it's contaminated. It's actually broken. Uh, this 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 heart has stuff coming out of it, and you know it it just it just represents all the things that could be going on in our heart that we really haven't dealt with. You know, when we have issues in the heart, it affects us in different ways, and we're going to talk about that because the whole goal is to help you get to a place where you can experience a new heart, a new heart for a new start, a new heart for a new start, to have a healthy heart, to have a heart that is a heart that uh, is able to forgive anyone for anything, no matter who's hurt you and no matter how painful it's been. But first, we got to lay before we can really get that healthy heart. If we want to be real, we've got to be able to uh, open ourselves up and, and admit that we're hurting. And so if you're hurting, if there's a, a relationship that has wounded you, if there's somebody in your life or in somebody in your past that you've just not been able to move forward, well, I am right now asking God to just allow me to be a vessel to pour some truth into you, some encouragement into you, uh, some wisdom into you, and some insight into you around this subject of forgiveness. Why? Because it can be a struggle to forgive. If we really get real, it's a struggle to forgive. Most often it's because we don't understand what true forgiveness is. We don't understand what unforgiveness is. And so we just, we clash, we clash between, I, I want to let go, but then I don't want that person to get away with what they did to me. So I promise you, let me tell you, uh, you know, when it comes to forgiveness, you, you, if, if anybody follows the work of Dr. B knows it is one of the reasons that I'm actually in the earth. I'm considered a forgiveness uh, uh, expert because I've not only written uh, some books about forgiveness, but I teach on it and I specialize it uh, in forgiveness therapy uh, in my counseling practice. And so when, when we talk about forgiveness and we talk about this subject, it's near and dear to my heart. So I promise you that you're in a safe place and you can uh, open your heart and you can allow yourself to receive. All you've got to do is be willing to receive so that you can receive something that is going to prick your spirit, prick your heart to want to forgive. So we can stay in pain forever. We can stay angry forever. We can stay mad forever. We can stay bitter forever. And us staying bitter and angry and mad and uh, having hate, come on. Come on, you may be listening to me right now. And you, if you got real, you have hate in your heart for somebody. How do you know you have hate uh, in your heart for someone? If you know in your heart of hearts that you don't want to even be in the same room with that person, you don't want to see this person, 
you hate you ever even met this person or knew this person or you know in your heart you would not be glad you would not be mad or sad if you will you would not be crying a river of tears if you found out something happened to them no in fact you'd probably get happy about it that's when you have hate in your heart so i want you to get real i want you to be able to be real with yourself I want you to be able to know it's okay. There are certain things that God hates. Sometimes as Christians, believers, followers of Christ, uh, you know, we feel like, oh, I can't say I hate. I can't say I hate anybody. God doesn't want me to hate. Well, there are some things that God hates. God hates pride. God hates sin. God hates our sinful behavior. God hates some things. God, God hates a proud look. There are some things that God hates. But God wants us to know that he understands when it comes to a person, if something has happened, you've never been able to be honest about your feelings, you may be at a place of having hate in your heart. God's not mad at you because you have the hate. He just wants you to deal with the hate, deal with the anger, deal with that bitterness, deal with it so that it does not overtake your life. And cause you to mess up and destroy your life like so many people do. So you talk about uh, holding unforgiveness and holding bitterness and holding resentment and anger uh, in our heart. You know, to be honest, uh, I'm holding some uh, handcuffs uh, in, in my hand right now. And uh, you, you may have been in handcuffs, may never know what it's like to have ever been in any handcuffs. Uh, you know, I literally just came back from a prison uh, uh, that I had an opportunity to minister to, uh, minister at rather in Florida, had over a hundred men that participated in a, an event that I did, which I'm going to talk more about to you. And it's called Surgery for the Soul Experience. It's a one-day therapeutic surgery where I teach on forgiveness, do the pre-op. It We set it up like it's coming into a hospital called Mercy Hospital. Well, I had an opportunity to minister and speak and teach on forgiveness uh, to over a hundred inmates inmates who know exactly what it's like to have handcuffs on. But I went in there to help these inmates understand, just like I want you to understand, you may not know what it's like to have on handcuffs or, or you do, it doesn't matter. But, you know, it's not about having handcuffs on, it's about having heart cuffs. The heart cuffs do the same thing that handcuffs do. Having your heart, when you got bitterness, you got anger, we have unforgiveness, we got rage going on, we got hate going on, holding a grudge against somebody, that's like having heart cuffs on. You got your heart on lockdown, You, 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 you it's like putting your own heart in bondage, uh, it's, it's holding your heart in prison. Is holding your healing in prison. Uh, you, you, you can't have the ability to receive love or give love. Uh, you, you know, you got trust issues, got a lot of different issues that go on in the heart when we have unforgiveness and bitterness and anger and hatred. It's like putting your heart on lockdown and it's like having handcuffs on. You're having handcuffs on. I have these uh, handcuffs right now on my head because it's like having your handcuffs on. Why? Because it limits your thinking. It controls your thinking. Uh, just like handcuffs control your, your control you physically, well, handcuffs control you mentally. Are you with me? And so what we want to do is over these next three weeks, 
help somebody who really wants to be free. I want to, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you, the one. You are my one. I always like to focus on the one. You are my one today. And the father knows you. He knows what's been, uh, what has happened to you. He knows what, what pain has been caused you, what damage. He knows who hurt you. So if you've been hurt by somebody, someone, your heavenly father already knows. I'm so thankful that over 100 inmates who were angry and bitter and resentful and holding grudges, even though they've hurt people, God allowed me to go in and speak to them from the point of being a victim because broken people are the one that break people. So before many of these inmates caused hurt to someone else, they themselves had been broken and hurt. And I'm so grateful to God after a whole day of, of learning about forgiveness and, and being able to understand the power of forgiveness. These men were able, some of them had been in prison 40 years, 43 years, powerful testimonies talked about being able to be free. They said, Dr. B, I'm free. I've been holding pain and anger and bitterness in my heart for 40 years. I've been mad at my father. I was mad at my daddy. I was mad at my mother, but I'm free. I'm free, Dr. B, I'm free. That blessed me so much to know that men were able to cry. Men were able to weep and men were able to be little boys. Why? Because even though they may be inmates and locked up, God cares about them. He he loves them. He said, when I was in prison, you didn't visit me. So I have a charge to go to the prisons. I love to go to the prisons and set people free who are locked up behind bars. There are people in prison that are more free than people who are walking around in society that can get in their car and go anywhere, but are locked up in pain. Is that you? Is that you? Are you locked up in pain? Are you locked up in, in hatred? Are you locked up? In bitterness, the Bible says in uh, Hebrews 12, 15, it says, get rid of bitterness. It says, lest bitterness spring up in your heart and defile your whole body, defile everyone around you. He says, get rid of bitterness, the seed of bitterness. Don't let it even take root in your heart. But why is it that we can bite on something bitter? Have you ever bitten on something bitter and go and went, what's that? Ah, that bitter taste. Ah, have you ever spit it out? Have you ever just spat out something bitter because it, 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 you tasted it and you said, ah, I got to spit this out. Why is it that we're so quick to spit bitterness out of our mouth, but yet we allow it to rot our heart for 30 years? Come on now. Allow it to contaminate our heart for 30 years. So I want you to know that I understand if you're struggling to forgive. I understand if you're having a hard time letting go of somebody who wounded you. Why? Let's talk about some of the reasons why forgiving can be so hard. Even if you say, I love God, even you say, I'm a follower of Christ, even if you say, you know, I, I know Jesus died for us to forgive, but I, Dr. B, if I'm real, 
I'm just having a hard time. I, I just, I just can't forgive. I, I just can't let it go. Uh-uh. I just can't. You don't understand. I just can't, I just can't forgive. It just can't be that easy. You don't know what happened to me. I, I understand. I understand. I've earned the stripes. I understand. I've had to forgive many people for many things in my life. I've walked this journey for a long time. I'm qualified to sit in this seat and talk to you today and know what it's like to have to forgive someone who betrayed you, best friends that have betrayed you. I know what it's like to have to forgive a murderer of a loved one that never said I'm sorry. I know what it's like to forgive somebody who loved me and 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 and, and I thought he would, you know, be my husband, but walk out my life. I know what it's like to have to for, choose to forgive somebody. Who, who 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 I thought would be in my life forever, but turn their back on me. No, what it's like to have to forgive family members who didn't keep their word and, and just did me wrong. I know what that's like. Listen, I want you to know that I understand why it's a struggle to forgive. But I'm here to help you get on the other side if you truly want to be free. We're going to go through three weeks of this, this series, The Struggle to Forgive and Be Free. Some of the reasons why forgiveness can be hard. First of all, you can feel like if you forgive the person, they won't have to pay for what they did. Right? So, So if you forgive them, then that means they don't have to admit what they did. They don't have to say I'm sorry. They don't have to acknowledge what they did. And then they they won't even have to pay. They they won't have to suffer. They won't have to, uh, you know, uh, you won't get justice if you you just choose to forgive them. It's like, no, Dr. B, I can't do it because I'm just going to be letting them off the hook and they won't have to pay. Sometimes that's why it's a struggle to forgive. I feel the power of God. I feel the presence of God right now. Somebody, you, you need this. You are my one. Another reason that it can be hard to forgive is that you feel that the person basically should admit what they did first and that they should ask you to forgive them, right? They, they They should ask you for forgiveness. It's like, I'm not just going to forgive them. They're going to have to ask me for forgiveness. I'm not just going to do it. No, no, no. They're going to need to admit what they did. They're going to need to ask me uh, to forgive them. They're going to need to admit it. They're going to need to come clean. They're going to need to humble themselves. No, that's why it can be hard, a struggle to forgive. Uh, Another reason that it's, it's a struggle to forgive is if I forgive them, then it's like I'm saying what happened to me didn't even matter. I, I, it's like I don't get any justice for what they did to me. If if I if I if I forgive them, it, it, it's like saying what happened to me didn't even matter. It, 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 they again they got away with it. Or it's also like saying another reason that we can struggle is it's like saying. I'm weak. I'm just weak. 
If I forgive them, I'm being weak. No, I, I, I don't want to be seen as weak. I don't want to be seen as weak. No, no, no. If I forgive them, then I'm letting them continue doing this to me. If I forgive them, I'm telling them it's okay what they did. What they did to me is okay. And if I forgive them, no, I can't. Just, no, I'm not going to forgive because, see, it's it's a struggle, Dr. B. It's a struggle. I can't just forgive them because it's like if I if I if I forgive them, then I'm just gonna always remember what they did, and it's gonna make me feel bad. And they never said I'm sorry. So they went on with life and 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 I'm I'm just going to be left with these bad memories if I forgive them. There's so many reasons. What's your reason? If you're holding unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, resentment, your grudge, you have hatred. Someone did something to you. It may have been 30 years ago. But when you think about it, it feels like it just happened. That's when you know you have unforgiveness. This person's name comes up. Oh, it just makes you frown up. It just makes you like sick. It just, you think about them. That's when you know you're holding unforgiveness. You, 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 uh, in a conversation and, 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 you know, uh, you're feeling good and, and everything. And then somebody just mentions them and talk about how good they're doing now. Whoo, your, your blood is just boiling. You're thinking, uh-uh, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear this. Because, see, you don't know what they did to me. Right? You may be having an affair right now with the past. What does that mean? You're thinking about what somebody did to you over and over and over. And you just have not been able to shake it, no matter how hard you try. It's like having an affair with the past because they control your mind. They, you think about them all the time and it, it just gives you these bad feelings. It, it just, it just pulls your spirit down. It makes your blood boil. You're dealing and struggling with unforgiveness, bitterness, hatred, unforgiveness on the deep level. It's a struggle in your soul. You want to be free, but you're just not sure you're ready to forgive that person. Is that you? You, 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 you just, you just don't, you just don't feel like you can truly, truly forgive them. Is that you? Is that you? Is it somebody that you know? Is it somebody that you're thinking about right now and you're thinking, you know what? My friend so-and-so, my family member so-and-so, mm, my coworker needs to be listening to this right now. You know what? You know what? I really want you to share share this podcast, share this episode, share this series with somebody else other than you. Because we look around, there's so much hurt. There's so much pain all around us. 
So many of us are in bondage. So many of us are in pain. So many of us in, uh, are, are, that's why there's so much uh, hurt in the, in the world. Why? Because broken people break people. Hurt people hurt people. But happy people, happy people don't hurt people. Healed people don't hurt people. No, no, no. Not once you get healed. Angry parents produce angry children. It's true. It just, it just is. When people are angry, when we're angry, when we're resentful, when we have a hostile uh, feeling, what is anger? Anger is the intense response to feeling violated. So when you have it, when you feel uh, some kind of a need, when you feel like you've been violated and it, and it gives this intensity of emotion in you, that that's anger. That's anger, right? When you feel like something, somebody's done something to you, they've never apologized. They've never said, I'm sorry. They have just mistreated you in some way. It produces feelings of anger. Again, unforgiveness. What is unforgiveness? Unforgiveness is an unwillingness. If you're taking notes, unforgiveness is an unwillingness to extend the same mercy to others as God has extended to you, given to you. Unforgiveness is an unwillingness to extend mercy. What is mercy? Mercy is being guilty, like mercy. Mercy is when you throw yourself on the mercy of the court. Mercy is not receiving what you do deserve. Come on. Mercy is not receiving what you actually deserve. So when you're found guilty, that's all that a person can do in a courtroom when they're guilty. That means they've been found to be guilty. That means they deserve to go to prison. But they may say, your honor, I am guilty. I, I am wrong. I did it. But I am throwing myself on the mercy of the court. So mercy is when we are wrong, we are guilty, but we and we deserve the penalty of our of our sin or our wrongdoing, but we ex we receive that gift of what's called mercy from God. Well, all of us have sinned, hurt somebody, been wrong. We have fallen short. We may not have raped somebody, may not have robbed somebody, may not have murdered somebody, but we may have lied. We may have betrayed. We may have stolen. We may have gossiped. We may have uh, literally uh, done somebody wrong in some way. So we are all guilty, if you will. We are. We are, if we look at it from a biblical standpoint. And so Jesus got up on that cross for every last one of us. He did. He truly did for us to be forgiven, for us to also extend that same mercy to somebody else. But today, as we're focusing on it, we just want to, you know, I know it's a struggle. I know you may not want to hear about Jesus and forgiving in the cross and Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That may not be what you want to hear. I understand because it's a struggle. It's a struggle to forgive. It's a struggle to let it go. It's a struggle to move on. It's a struggle when you've been 
molested, when you've been raped, when you have somebody divorced you that you gave your heart to, when you have been deeply lied on, somebody has scarred your or ruined your reputation, when somebody has uh, fired you unjustly from a job, when someone has been so cruel to you and have abused you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, when someone has so wronged you and they cause hurt. How do you just forgive? You're going to learn how. You have the opportunity to learn how if you really want to be free. You can struggle for the rest of your life or you can make yourself teachable. The Bible says when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. He's the ultimate teacher. I'm an instrument. I'm a conduit and I am a willing vessel to come alongside to help you walk through this process if you're really ready. And I really want you to know, I want you to get ready so that you can be free for real. If you can, if you, if you choose to forgive, you will choose to be free. But I do understand. Now, I want to tell you some of the consequences of walking in unforgiveness. Let me share this with you. One of the consequences of having unforgiveness, which is having that unwillingness to extend the same mercy that God gives you. Matthew 6, I love it. Matthew 6, 14, 15 says, God said, Jesus says this, if you will forgive men of their sins against you, then your heavenly father will forgive you of your sin. But if you do not forgive men of their sins against you, your heavenly father will not forgive you of your sins. Break it down, Dr. B. That simply means if you won't forgive, God won't forgive. If you don't forgive people who wounded and hurt you, then God won't forgive you. And it's not something that's an easy thing to do. It's something that is a necessary thing to do. And it's not something that you do because you feel like it. We don't forgive because we feel like it. If we're waiting to forgive, if we're waiting to feel like forgiving, feel like, feel like forgiving, we will never, ever, 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 ever forgive. You will never forgive based on feeling like forgiveness, forgiving. That's important to understand. So let's establish it. We're not talking about in your emotions, because if you wait on your emotions, you will never forgive. You will never find the strength. You are never, you're always, always justified. So in breaking that down, let me go back to the, uh, uh, the uh, effects of having unforgiveness. If you harbor unforgiveness, if you harbor this unwillingness to extend mercy to others, this, this sin of disobedience, it's going to affect your prayer life. That's why the Bible says that in Mark eleven twenty five, 25, it says, when you stand praying, if you know that you have ought against anyone, it says, forgive them first so that your father in heaven may forgive you of your sins and hear your prayers. So if if you have a lot of prayers up now and you think there have been things that you have been praying about, let me ask you, have there been things that you've been praying about for years and they haven't come to pass? Have you asked yourself why? Listen, I want you to understand the devil, Satan, will never want us to have forgiving hearts because he knows what's attached to forgiveness. 
a, a, a couple of weeks ago, I shared that with you uh, in uh, the episode about the five forces that will change your life. And I said, force number one is the force of forgiveness. So Satan knows that if you harbor unforgiveness, it's going to hinder your prayers. It's going to literally hinder your prayer life. So you don't want to make it to heaven one day and realize, oh my God, God, this was, you were going to send me this and this is the prayer that you were going to answer. And oh my God, I prayed for that. And I see it's in a box here in, in the storage of heaven. It never got to me. I never got those things that I were praying for all because I was harboring unforgiveness. Come on, you don't want that to happen. But unforgiveness delays our prayers, hinders our prayer life. It is the word of God. It is true. Satan doesn't want you to know that. That's why he justifies for you. He'll give you every reason and a reason, every reason in the world not to forgive because he does not want you to have the victory of of, of having your prayers answered. Come on. And having joy and having peace. No, he wants you to be bound up with strife and bound up with bitterness and bound up with anger and bound up with unforgiveness and bound up with hatred. He wants you to be so bound up that you will stay in a prison of pain the rest of your life. Are you with me? This is one of my passions of life is teaching on forgiveness. So I, I, it's so much in me that I want to share, but I'm trying to slow walk it. But I do want you to stay the course. I promise you it's going to bless your life for real, for real. Another consequence of harboring unforgiveness, it affects your health. It does. It majorly affects your health. Unforgiveness, bitterness causes higher blood pressure. Uh, it, it affects your of your bloodstream. Bitterness causes can lead to heart disease. Uh, in my book, Surgery for the Soul, uh, which I'm going to show you here in a minute. In fact, I'll just show it to you now. Surgery for the Soul. Here's the book. Surgery for the Soul, literally healing for the hurting heart. You can get it uh, at my website, drbempowers.com. You'll also be able to get it uh, on Amazon. Surgery for the Soul literally walks you through all the steps of forgiveness and how to forgive. And it breaks down some of the diseases and things that can be caused by unforgiveness. It is real, for real, seriously. Unforgiveness can lead to cancer, literally, and it is medically documented. And so when you have so much that you're harboring in your heart, just think about it. It makes sense. When you think about it, uh, the heart, it will, it will contaminate the entire body. And so because it's poison, when you're holding bitterness, is it's poison. Remember, we spit it out of our mouth, but we let it rot our heart. It's only so long that it will not con can literally contaminate. It will contaminate the entire body. It will manifest physically. So I want you to know unforgiveness. That's why we have to deal with it. I know it's a struggle to forgive. But unforgiveness, you think about what is the alternative? Die? Die early? Die too soon? Die before fulfilling your purpose in the earth because someone hurt you? It is a choice that you have. It's a powerful gift that you have. And that's why God makes forgiveness such a mandate because he knows what unforgiveness does to you. So he doesn't even want you to play with it. He wants you to practice this principle. I can assure you it will free you. But 
If you don't, it'll affect your health. Third John 2 says, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prosper. So equal to your soul prospering, it, it, your body will prosper equal to your soul prospering. Got things, issues in your heart will contaminate the body. It also affect relationships. Unforgiveness obviously affects relationships. Okay. There are people who have had 25 year relationships and some seed, some offense came up, something happened, wasn't able to forgive each other, wasn't able to release it, wasn't able to make peace. Whole relationship is just destroyed. And I'm going to tell you, offense is something that is a killer of relationships. When people get offended, an offense means having some perceived, it's it's the response that people have to a perceived insult. In, in other words, when people are offended, they, they are perceiving that someone was really trying to somehow insult them in some way, and you put a wall up, it can kill a relationship. Absolutely. I'm telling you, but I love this scripture. Psalm 119 verse 165 says, great peace. Have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Isn't that something? Nothing shall offend them. Great peace will a person have who loves God's word. They'll have so much great peace. Nothing, absolutely nothing shall offend them. Uh, and another uh, uh, way that unforgiveness affects your life, it affects your witness. It blows your witness. Think about it. Third John, I mean, I'm sorry, John 13, 35 says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciple. It says, how? If you love one another. He says, by love, they will know that you are my disciple. John 13, 35 says, it's, it's by our love. So when we're able to truly choose to forgive people, we're choosing, if you will, to release the offense, the hurt, and no longer harbor the uh, the unforgiveness towards somebody. I'm going to break down forgiveness more as we go. But to understand, it blows your witness when we are operating hatred, when we're operating in anger, when we're operating in unforgiveness, when we're operating in bitterness, when we when we are doing because bitterness is going to come out. If, if it's in the heart, it's going to come out. Unforgiveness is going to come out. Because because when you talk about that person, you do so in such a negative way, it, it's 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 evident that you have unforgiveness and hatred and so forth toward that person, right? And so it blows your witness. It's easy to say we love God. Anybody can say, I love God. Oh, I love God. Oh, I just love God. Oh, God's so wonderful. I love God. Oh, I love you, Lord. Well, God says, how can you love me who you've not ever even seen? Come on. And not love your brother who you see. Jesus said in 1 Peter 15, uh, 2.15 says, if you love me, you will obey me. Ooh. God says, if you love me, you'll obey me. That means you'll obey my command. You'll obey what I've placed in my word for you to do. Okay. Let me say this to you as I prepare to close out today. Part one. This is just part one. I'm so sorry. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I am so sincerely sorry. On behalf of your heavenly father. The one who loves you and the one who knows you and the one who knows what happened to you. 
the one who knows the hurt and the pain and the anger and the bitterness and the resentment in your heart, the one who knows that heavy burden that you carry, the one who knows what happened and knows all the details. He knows whether that person is dead or whether that person is at the mall right now. He knows exactly the whole story. He knows. I want you to understand. I'm sorry. If nobody's ever said they're sorry for what they did. I represent the one who wants you to know that it was never his will ever. And I'm going to talk more in part two about for someone who may be angry at God. We're going to talk more in detail about that. But if you're angry at a person, I'm so sorry. It never should have happened to you. You did not deserve what happened to you. You did not deserve to be hurt. I'm so sincerely sorry. It was wrong and you didn't deserve it. And I know it's it's been a struggle. And I know it's the fear that they're going to get away with it if you forgive them. But I want you to know that it is possible for you to forgive. And it is possible for you to be free. And it's a very powerful, powerful word. And that word is called choose. Choose means to make a decision after you consider all options. Choose means to decide what is best for you to do after you come into knowledge. I just share with you the consequences of holding unforgiveness and bitterness and hate and anger in your heart. You can choose to say, Dr. B, I heard, heard what you said, but I'm not ready to forgive. To not be ready to forgive is to not be ready to be free, is to not ready to release cancer, cancerous tumors from your soul. That's what that means. It's saying, I'm not ready to be out of prison. I like being in prison. It's comfortable for me. I want you to know that forgiveness is possible. I want you to stay with the series because I'm going to do part two and I'm going to do part three. But I want to give you a head start. In this book, Surgery for the Soul, which is on my website, drbempowers.com, you can order this book. And I promise you, it literally has the whole how-to steps on getting free and being able to forgive. Because people tell you to forgive, but they don't tell you how. So I can assure you, this book, Surgery for the Soul, which you can get at drbempowers.com, you can also get it on Amazon, teaches the whole how-to forgive steps. It's going to walk you through those steps. For sake of time, I don't have all the time to in, in the podcast to walk you through the steps, but I put it in a book. So if you truly want to be free, you can do so. I also want to share with you that on October the 7th, 2023, I am doing something very special here in the Memphis area. I have done it around the country. I've done it uh, in uh, different parts of the world. I'm so very grateful. It is part of my life's work. It is called the Surgery for the Soul Experience. Just came back from Florida, as I said, doing it with inmates and allowing inmates to spend the day with me and experience more healing and more deliverance and more freedom 
than they have ever experienced in their 25, 30 years of being locked up. I'm grateful to God. The Surgery for the Soul experience is going to go forth October the 7th, 2023 in the Memphis area. It will be held at Brown Baptist Church in South Haven, Mississippi, which is about 15 minutes outside of Memphis. It's really the greater metro area of Memphis. And you can go to my website, drbmpowers.com to register for that event. You can also go to brownbaptist.org, brown, just like the color brown, brownbaptist.org, also to get all the information to freely register for this event. Let me tell you, not only is it uh, free, I've partnered with Brown Church because it's part of my life's work. It's part of my giving back uh, my service to the community. I'm making it free. You can travel from anywhere. You can get a hotel nearby and you can come to the greater Memphis area and participate August, the, October the 7th, 2023. October the 7th, 2023. Go on the website, get the information to register. We're going to actually even feed. We're going to provide continental breakfast as well as lunch for this event. It will be from 8 to 4.30 on that day, October the 7th. So if you're out of town, you want to travel in, get your hotel and be there for the day, do so because it is going to be a one-day surgery. It is literally a same-day surgery. The first half of the day is prepping you for surgery. Second half of the day is literally allowing you to experience a real therapeutic surgery. So if you're dealing with unforgiveness and bitterness and anger and hatred, and you just, you just don't want to, uh, you just don't know how rather to let go. You don't know how to forgive, but you really want to forgive. And you want to experience it in person with Dr. B. We have made this historical event available for you to participate literally for free. And I'm just excited and grateful for it. And I'm thankful uh, for Brown Church partnering with me to make this uh, event possible. Because I tell people this, seven letters have the ability to set you free. Seven letters. F-O-R-G-I-V-E. When you choose to forgive, you choose to be free. We're going to have a powerful jam session. F-O-R-G-I-V-E. When you choose to forgive, you choose to be free. Get wicked with it. Hey, hey, get wicked with it. So the people who come to Surgery for the Soul, October the 7th, in the at uh, Brown Baptist Church in the greater Memphis area. You want to travel to come. If you're in the Memphis area, certainly come. But people are coming from all across the country coming. It's 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 free uh, for them. They're just getting a hotel and registering and coming. That is going to be a very powerful one day experience. It's like having uh, taking one day in one day uh, doing and experiencing in one day what five years of counseling couldn't even do for you. It's a, it's a very powerful anointed therapeutic event. And it's, it's a, it's a no uh, judgment zone. It's no, no judgment. In fact, we're not even videotaping it. It's just people coming, come on into a safe place where, where the motto is be healed, be real. I'm sorry, be, be, no, it's, 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 it's let's heal. Uh, be real. Let's heal. Don't judge. Can't judge. Be real. Let's heal. Don't judge. Can't judge. That event is coming up October the 7th, 2023, 2023. So go to the website, 
and find out all the information so that you can freely register. Well, I'm closing out today. I'm closing out today. Part two will be next week. And we'll be talking about if you're angry at your angry at God. We'll talk about that on next week. But I pray that you've heard something today that has inspired you, that has truly encouraged you. Because forgiveness, no matter how much of a struggle it is to, to, to do it, it's possible with God's help. And there's so much freedom on the other side. Until next time, I always say this, and you probably have heard me, and that is uh, today is a day of hope. There's always a reason to have hope. So just like a piece of rope, do hold on to hope. Until next time. I'm so glad you made it to the end of the podcast. If the Hope Zone is making a positive difference in your life, please subscribe to the show so you don't miss the next episode. Leave a review and most of all, share it with your friends. And remember, from your worst day to your best day, there's hope in every situation.